Welcome to Live Truth Podcast, a podcast geared towards helping women to know Jesus, love Jesus, and live truth boldly, which should in turn cause us to glorify God with our lives, think biblically, and be compelled to make disciples. Hey, y'all, and welcome back. My name is Katrika. I'm your host, and I'm so excited to be able to drop this episode. Oh, my goodness. It was such a good episode, y'all. I mean, it was one of the best ones that um, I think that has been recorded. And so I pray that it does bless y'all. I spoke with Brandon Taylor. Brandon shared his testimony. He shared his experience in a Greek letter organization and his coming out of it and some things that the Lord revealed to him in his word in regards to why he was not to be a part of the organization. And so being that um, we do have a lot of believers that are involved in these Greek letter organizations, and I thought, you know, it would be fitting to include this in our culture wars episode because this is a relevant topic that is prevalent and taking place in our society right now with a lot of believers being involved in these Greek letter organizations, secret sororities, and even believers being involved in sororities now, um, Christian sororities. So I pray that this episode blesses you guys. And if repentance needs to take place, that it does take place. And if you're thinking about joining these organizations that the Lord does do, do a work in your heart in this area as you, you know, study God's word and um, like Brandon says in the episode, you know, put the tenets and the beliefs up to God's word and see if this is something that's going to glorify the Lord, because that's what our lives are about for those of us that are in Christ. We are here to glorify the Lord. So, like I said, I pray that this episode does bless you, shed light for you, and just encourage you all the way around um, as it has for me. Um, just a fresh reminder of our lives are to glorify the Lord and we're to take up our cross daily and our identity is rooted in Christ. We don't have to um, join different organizations in order to feel a sense of identity and belonging. We're included in the body of Christ. So I pray again that you guys are blessed. Um, if you have any questions or would like to share your heart or just any rebuttals, maybe please feel free to contact Brandon or I, whoever you may feel con um, comfortable contacting. And also, like I said at the end, if you have chosen to allow Jesus to be Lord over your life, repentant of your sins and place your faith in him, please reach out to us. And once again, I just I love y'all so much. Thank you for your encouragement throughout these months and um, just your continuous support. Pray that you're blessed again. I love you. Grace and peace. All right. Thanks so much for coming on with me today, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. If you will, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to faith in Christ. Sure. Uh, when I, my name is Brandon Taylor, and I'm a, a husband, a father, uh, a um, disciple of Jesus Christ. Very thankful for just the way that God has been leading in my life um, over the past couple of decades that I've been able to plant my feet on this ground. Um, and I, uh, you know, my faith walk, it really starts from being born and raised in a Christian home. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my family, you know, growing up and reading the Bible and going to church and um, worshiping and singing in the choir and, you know, doing uh, Easter and Christmas programs, all that good stuff. And so, um, you know, my parents really strove to have a, a, a solid foundation for me as a child. Um, but, you know, as, as I got older and started to kind of explore my own ways and, you know, got interested in some different things, got on, out, out into high school and college and started surrounding myself with different, different groups, um, I started making different decisions and I started going down a path that, um, you know, looking back on it, it definitely was not the healthiest path for me, um, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, all that. Um, you know, but it really was a path that I think God used, you know, to really bring me back to him in a stronger way. And, you know, some years later in 2013, um, I found myself really at my rock bottom moment, uh, mm -hmm. where I really had, you know, no clue what I was going to do with my life. I was very confused and just really distraught with, um, you know, where I was at and, um, what I was addicted to, what I was drawn to, what I was currently involved in, and it really created a lot of problems for me. Um, and there was at that moment where, you know, I, I looked in the mirror and I did not know who that person was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe that that was that moment where, 
I really started to come back to, to come back to God and started coming back to his word and coming back to, you know, my roots that my parents had sought to, to set for me from such an early age. Um, so I remember that time in my life going back to the Bible and, you know, just really reading the Bible for all the, all the truth that it is. Um, and just asking for God to just guide me and just to, to, to do the transformation that was needed in me. And, and the years that followed and even up till today, you know, God's continued to do a faithful work. Um, I love how the word says that God is faithful to finish the work um, in you. And he's, and he's truly been faithful in that regard and has been uh, continuing to, to lead me and to guide me as I've been on this walk with him over these last couple of years here. So very grateful for how the Lord has been leading my life and he's blessing me with a beautiful wife um, and also two uh, wonderful children as well. So um, God has been very good. And I'm just uh, so grateful for how he's led in spite of the trials that I've uh, I faced too. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. He is so, Amen. so, so faithful. And this is like, once we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, our lives are never the same again. You know, <laughs> what we That's try true. to do, you know, we, we know Amen. that there was nothing ever like the peace of God that we've experienced in mm. that joy, you know, Amen. So praise Amen. God that he will continue to good work in us. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. All right. So since we're talking today mm -hmm. about, you know, your experience in the Greek letter organizations and secret sororities, tell us like your past extent or your past involvement with that. So I came on to um, my, my, my school, my university where I graduated from Cornell University as a young freshman. And I remember seeing all of the uh, Greek letter organizations at the time, you know, doing their chants and their shouts on, you know, on the open yard and um, being very attracted to what was this? You know, people had spoken of, you know, the possibility of fraternities and sororities in school, but I had never really experienced that moment where you just get to campus and you kind of see all of this taking place around you. And um, I was attracted to it. You know, it was the it was this air of secrecy, this air of like, you know, exclusion, um, this air of um, kind of being uh, in, in a different level than, you know, your other classmates. And um, at the time where my mind was at in the time of my life, that was very attractive to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I took interest in a particular organization. Um, I, you know, expressed interest, went through the whole process of, you know, um, joining that organization and became a very active member of this fraternity on campus, um, you know, leading different events, um, serving in, you know, various capacities across campus and doing my best to represent the fraternity in a, in a positive light, um, even participating in leading other, you know, men into the fraternity as well, um, serving in that, in that role of the, of the process. And so, you know, I was very involved, um, so very deep in, 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 in that organization and developed a lot of really meaningful relationships with, um, you know, incredible guys that I still have relationships with today. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a really, um, you know, a special time in my life and in, in, in some ways, right? So, you know, building those relationships, building those bonds was very meaningful. Um, having people that you could just go to with stuff that was going on in your life was uh, just tremendous. Um, you know, but some years later, um, God started doing some things in my life that uh, woke, woke me up to really the direction he was calling me in, mm. you know, and um, I'm not sure if you want me to go into that. I can, but you want me, I, I can talk about that now or you want to kind of linger well, on that a little bit longer. How long were you involved in the organization? So I joined in the fall of, um, actually, you know, the spring of 2011 mm -hmm. and um yeah, I, I was participating in the organization probably for about three years or so. Yeah, wow. three years. So you, yeah, you were pretty committed. Yeah, up through up through graduation and after that. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so in that time, I'm pretty sure you built some strong relationships and friendships. You know. Um, yeah, and um, uh, in incredible men. Um, really, I mean, like that's the that's one of the more challenging things about this conversation, right? Is this the the nature of the relationship that you're able to build? You know, with um, you know, the people who are inside of these, you know, different organizations and whatnot. And um, I think that for me, it became, you know, it wasn't as much of a, uh, an issue that I had with the people as much as it was an issue with the institution. Right. And that was really what, you know, kind of, um, you know, led me down the path that I, that I, that I took and I explored. So. So when was the realization? Like what made you realize um, that you needed to come out? Ooh, uh, so 
it was around the time, I think it has to be shortly after I graduated from, from college. So shortly after, yeah, about, um, after, after the spring of 2013 mm-hmm. and into 2014, I had a good friend of mine that was also trying to join the organization from a different university. Um, and you know, he was account, he was re- recounting to me and just telling me about, you know, some of the things that he was having to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very bothered, um, mm-hmm. by what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I struggled because I already saw this friend as like a close brother, right? Like I, I saw him as being a, a, a really solid man. I mean, we're still very well connected today. Um, but the things that he was going through, I was like, that this makes no sense. Right. Why does he have to go through this so I can call him my fraternity brother? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that started setting off alarms in my head. Like, why? Why would I support that? Right. Right. right? Like, I already I already view him as like closer than a friend. He's he's a he's a brother to me. Like, why would I mm-hmm. support or endorse him having to go through? all the garbage that he was telling me about um, in order for him to become my quote unquote frat brother. Mm -hmm. And at that time I started pulling away a little bit from the organization. Um, I stopped communicating as much with um, just the the people that were on campus at the time. I just really started distancing myself from the entire thing, not fully pulling away, but just really stepping back and trying to assess, you know, Am I, by being a part of this organization, am I, you know, also supporting these activities, those type of activities to mm-hmm. continue to, to perpetuate? Um, so I started asking questions and um, really just started a hard, just, you know, fall back from being in any, in any level of involvement. And I remember I was at church uh, a couple months later, one evening, and the impression from, I believe it was impression from the Holy Spirit came to me. I was at a prayer meeting and asked me, why are you still a part of that organization? Because mm-hmm. I had just fallen back. Like I had just not done, you know, um, anything relating to, I mean, I just really taken a hard, like pull back from all involvement. And I, I, I couldn't answer. I, I don't know. I was, I was still on paper, right? Still on paper as a member of the organization. So if people asked me, I mean, yes, I'd still be like, yes, I would consider myself as a part of the organization. Um, but I um, had mentally and emotionally, like I just wasn't present. I, physically, I wasn't present, right? Um, and I couldn't answer that question, you know, with the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. Um, and so that, 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 that week and that night, um, I started really studying just going to God's word and just like saying like, Lord, I want to know your will. If I'm going to go all the way, mm-hmm. I need you to make it crystal clear. Right. Yeah. And so I opened up his word. I remember just doing Bible studies with myself, just like opening up the Bible and just putting, you know, the, the tenants and the, um, the different kind of principles and, 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 and foundations of the organization side by side with the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I said that if anything is not in line with scripture, then I'm going to throw it out. Right. And that was the path. That study was the path of that actually led me out of the organization. I became so convicted from diving into that Bible study um, that it was impossible for me to still allow for my name to be on the record in this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went through the process of, you know, writing a letter and denouncing and, you know, um, it was a really difficult process to share that with the men that I had joined the organization with, um, you know, to share that with others who were part of the organization as well. Mm-hmm. That was a really hard time in my life. Um, and looking back on it, I think that some things likely could have been done um, differently, but, you know, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't change the, the, the principle of the decision at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that me stepping away officially um, and, um, in a finite fashion, um, the way that I did. So, uh, that's kind of what, how God led me out, you know, and I, I, I really do think that it was a work of the Lord on my heart because he knew how strong those relationships were right with the people that were in the organization that are, that are in the organization. Um, but you know, I think that God also at the same time, he never, in my belief is that he never takes something away and doesn't give us something better. So I think that like the what what like the the clarity that he's that he's brought to me about 
the the meaning like the meaning behind relationships with brothers with sisters the meaning like um what that actually means especially within the body of christ you know today um i think that we have a lot to learn you know i think, I think that in some ways i tell people this all the time i think in some ways fraternities and sororities are actually they actually get it more than the church does in some, in some ways um they know how to be brothers and sisters to one another better than we do in the church mm-hmm. and so um that's something that i've definitely taken away with me and i've sought to be a better brother right um to my sisters in the church to my brothers in the church um you know because i know what it's like to have somebody who's literally willing to put their lives their life on the line on the line for you um and i think that that's the service that god calls us to so amen. for one another amen so I'm going to go back because I I had a question at the beginning when you started. Sure. What the friend that you had or the brother that you had and you didn't like his initiation process, was -hmm. your initiation process not like that? It was very similar, Um, but his was much uh, just like another notch up, but it was very similar in nature. Yeah. So. Uh, Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Did you you have something else to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your follow up? I was going to ask, so with your initiation process, looking back, do you see some things now that were unbiblical? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. I, I, I could, I, we, we could have a long conversation about, about that. I mean, there's a lot of things that looking back on it should have set off alarms. Mm-hmm. But for me at that time in my life, what I was going through, trying to fit in, you know, trying to make friends, trying to become a big part of the campus culture at the time. Um, I was down for whatever, you know, like I was, I was down for it and it didn't set off any, you know, alarms in me. We, I went through a lot of stuff, um, you know, with the men that I was, um, joining with and, um, but yeah, for, at that time in my life though, nothing, it, it hadn't clicked mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like, I went through that, you know, like I will, I'll call it like a spiritual awakening in 2013, as I was preparing to graduate from, from the university that, I think I started viewing things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that when my friend contacted me about what he was going through at the time, yeah, that's, that's why it just hit differently at that time. Okay. You were able to see clearer then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you share with us like, like some of the details, like, um, and how they didn't align with God's word biblically. And then um, going back forward a little bit, um, when you were saying like some of the tenants didn't add up with God's word, can you give some examples of those and what God's word says in comparison to the, in comparison mm-hmm. to those tenants? Yeah, sure. And I, I did jot down some notes here just to make okay. sure I, I remember my, my points. So, um, but there was a lot, right. And there's a lot that God revealed to me as I was going through his word and just thinking about my experience and also thinking about what my friend um, mm-hmm. had been sharing with me. And but one of the first things is that, you know, many of these organizations require you to take an oath, um, you know, to be able to enter into the organization, to be even like there's several oaths, right, that you're taking all throughout the process um, to be initiated into it. And so while many of these oaths can seem a bit, you know, innocent um, on the surface, um, when you think about the meaning of our word, mm-hmm. our, what our word means, right, and what the Bible says about our word, um, the Bible gives no, it, it cuts no corners in terms of how much our, how important our communication is. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, in Matthew chapter five and verse 37, the Bible says that, you know, but let your communication be yea, yea, or nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil, right? So it, it also, but it also says that our commu- like our communication, our words that we speak are so um, important in terms of, you know, either you can, death and life lie in the power of the tongue, right? So mm-hmm. we can either speak, you know, life or we can speak death, um, you know, in our, and also like our, our words, we will, eventually give a, give an account for our words as well. Um, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, that, um, we shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment for even every single word that we've spoken. Um, so as I thought about those few scriptures, and you can also reference, um, James chapter five, verse 12 as well. When I thought about those scriptures and how the emphasis that the Bible places on our communication, every single word that we speak is important, right? And every single word that we speak has an effect on us spiritually, which is why we should be so careful about the words that we do speak. Um, and so when you were telling our, when we're asking for people to give an oath of allegiance to an organization, 
you really have to begin to under and also to, to pledge and some of these organizations are saying you know pledging your whole life right all all that you have all i mean a lot of this stuff is still stuck in my head so all of the all that you have all of your life like you're pledging it to this organization those are not just idle words mm-hmm. right those are words with meaning mm-hmm. right and so when you tell your your when you're getting married right i got married you know almost seven years ago now and when i told my wife at the at the altar that I do. Like I, I pledged myself to care for you, to look after you, to love you, to serve you all my life. Like those, those words had meaning, right? Yeah. So when we say that we're pledging ourselves to an organization, we really have to think about what are we actually pledging ourselves to? Mm-hmm. And is what we're pledging ourselves to in line with what God would desire for us, right? So if the Bible asks us to give our entire lives to God, if the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse seven, that I have created you for my glory. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself then, is what I'm pledging myself to also glorifying God? Right. The God of the Bible, right? The God of truth, right? Um, God of like, we have to ask ourselves is because those words have meaning, right? And mm-hmm. so by that oath, we are also pledging ourselves, connecting ourselves to that organization by those words, right? By that proclamation that we're making. Um, so that was the first point that I had an issue with. The second point was this intake and initiation process. Um, you know, and there was a um, <laughs> there was a time when I was really young, and I started saying, you know, different words um, that some of my I started cursing, like some of my friends were for, were doing, and just trying to fit in, right, as best as possible, um, trying to you know make sure that others viewed me in a positive light or in a cool light, right. Um, so friends were doing it and I, and, and it looked cool. So I thought that if I wanted to kind of be viewed in the same light, I should do the same thing. Um, and I draw, I, I draw upon that comparison because I find that when we're looking at these Greek letter organizations and secret societies, um, we would see that a lot of what's happening on these college campuses is really by peer pressure. Mm. Um, peer pressure plays a very big part. Um, you have people who are doing things just to do things. You have 18, 19 year olds that are responsible for bringing somebody into this organization. And I mean, I'm sure that we can all think back to our 18, 19 year old version of ourselves. And yes, was yes. that the most mature version of ourselves at that time? <laughs> I mean, come on, like that is pretty, um, that's pretty uh, irresponsible. Right. Um, right. And so we as 18 or 19 year old, we don't know that by partaking in these different rituals that were just taught to us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who are we actually worshiping through those rituals, right? Mm-hmm. Who are we actually giving glory to through those rituals? I mean, like if you really go back to it, you'll see that, and I did the research on this as well. You'll see that a lot of these organizations were actually started by men and women um, who were Freemasons, and Knights of Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you look at the practices and the rites of passage that they brought into these fraternities and into these sororities, um, to me, my research is very clear that these rites and these initiations were actually paying homage to pagan gods and goddesses that I was not comfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can do the research on masonry and on the Knights of Columbus. But I mean, really, when you look at it, is this something that a Christian should be aligning themselves with mm-hmm. willingly, right? Um, you know, the, the, the way that they require you to, you know, pledge yourselves to, to secrecy, which I'm going to talk about in just a, a moment, but pledge yourselves to secrecy. And to, you know, doing these things in the dark and doing these things, you know, behind closed doors and like away from the, you know, the view of others, um, you know, to me is something that is uh, ought to be very alarming. So that was the first point on the intake and initiation process. Mm -hmm. The second point was on um, requiring these people to who are joining this organization to complete a series of, of works in order to join the organization. Mm-hmm. And we know from the Bible, right, that we are not saved by our works. Amen. Right? We know from the Bible that we are saved only by the grace of God through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ mm-hmm. um, and by faith in Him. And so 
when you're joining an organization that is that is saying that you can only join this organization if you complete this set of extensive works that already are conflicting with so much of what we have in scripture, um, that should also raise a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone wants to be a, a, a follower of Christ, we have no precedent set in scripture of them ever having to do any type of secret initiation, any type of list of works that you have to complete in order to actually become a follower of Christ. Christ says, um, (laughs) if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and then follow me. Right. Um, So, you know, and in fact, it's also like, you know, when you have baptisms in your church, those are moments that are celebrated, right? In the church where people go down in the watery grave and they come up by God's grace, a new person ready to live out that life after Christ. Um, and people celebrate that, right? Mm-hmm. These initiations that are actually taking place in the many of these organizations take place in the dark. They take place behind cold doors. They take place in a secret place that no one really knows about until they choose to announce that this person has become a part of this organization and so on and so forth. So that was the second flag for the initiation and the intake process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one that I just, that I just touched on a moment ago, this element of secrecy, um, this thing is, is so, it was so convicting for me, right? Because everything that a lot of, sorry, not, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say everything. A lot of stuff that happens in these organizations takes place behind closed doors, behind, you know, um, that wall that the organization puts up to create a separation between it and between, you know, the outside public, right? Um, And when you look at the Bible and you look at God's instructions to us around, you know, light mingling with darkness, um, Jesus Christ called himself the light of the world and says that he he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. And I think Paul even writes at some points, he says, well, what fellowship can light have with darkness? Right. right? right. So if these things are being done in secrecy, done in the darkness, um, done away from the kind of auspice or like, you know, the, the, the view of other people, um, what good does it have for us? If we have to, if it has to be done in secrecy, truly, what good does it have for us? You know, Jesus taught his disciples, he said, um, out in the open, right? I mean, he never said anything that was secret, anything that was intended to be hidden from man. It was this open transparency of light and of truth that actually provoked people, you know, to want to learn at the feet of Jesus, right? Um, And I believe that our lives as Christians ought to be lived the same way. I have nothing in the world to to hide about what it means to be, to, to, to have the life of, to, to live the life of a Christian, nothing in the world. It should be celebrated, right? Because the Lord has been incredibly good, right? He's blessed in just innumerable ways. I, you know, we can tell testimony after testimony of how God has continued to provide again and again. So if we are called to be lights in the world, then how can we have such intimate fellowship with things that are clothed in darkness? Mm -hmm. How, how that those things, those two things are just not, compatible, right? Um, so as I was studying the Bible and just reading um, and being, um, you know, Paul, his um, uh, instructions in Second Corinthians really got to me. It says, be not equally, uh, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness. Right. And that for me was the nail on the head. Like that was the that, that pretty much did it all for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the oaths, the intake and the initiation process. And then also this, these, this overarching kind of like, you know, sentiment of, of, of secrecy um, and, and, and what that actually means um, to the Christian who's called to be a light in the world. Wow. Um, th- that truly was the kind of a, a summary of the Bible study that, you know, led me out. Um, there's, there's many other things as well. I mean, of course, like when I, if I were to, you know, get specific about, I mean, I think that people should get specific about the organization that they're possibly considering, right? Yeah. Really looking at what that organization teaches and preaches, mm-hmm. um, you know, as its tenants. Uh, for me, it was different than what it might be for somebody else. Um, but, you know, when I look at it, um, there are some very good things about these organizations. Many of them do value, you know, community service, mm-hmm. um, yeah. do value being, you know, um, positive and uplifting to, you know, um, society. 
um, education, um, career advancement. Um, what else? Excellence in all that you're doing. Uh, there's a lot of great tenets that these organizations promote, which I think are in many ways are in line with the Bible. But I think that when you look at what else is mixed in there, you right. know, like that's where the problems come into play. Like, that, like that's where like, you know, the, the, the oaths and the secrecy and like, if you just throw out all that stuff, right. It's like, wait a second, like, isn't this what God just calls us to be as Christians? Like, why do we have like the Christian brotherhood, the Christian sister? Like, isn't this what God just calls us to do? Like, throw out all the other, you know, junk out there, right? And like, that's what we're instructed to already do. So um, for me, that, that that's that's what did it. Amen. And you kind of answered my one of my questions because I was going to ask you about um, Masons and Eastern Stars and mm. they fall under the... Um, under the umbrella with the rest of the Greek organizations and secret mm-hmm. sororities. And yeah, they do. Yeah, they um, do. I mean, they, you know, cut from the same cloth. Right. And you look at I me, mean, you just go down the list and you look at the different found. I mean, people can do their own research, but you look at the different founders of all the different organizations and kind of what were their, what were their relationships already with other societies before they even, you know, started these fraternities, started these sororities. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see the common thread coming right back to, you know, the masonry and Knights of Columbus and the other. So it's, um, it's all linked. And, and for me, that's, that's what made it so clear. I mean, I have, I've had people in the past approach me about masonry. Um, and so there was, that was an opportunity for me at one point. And like, that was um, kind of around the time in my life that I was going through this whole spiritual kind of awakening and kind of coming to light, you know, with a lot of the things that I've shared. And um, that made that decision very easy. But um, but when you look at it, though, it, it really is all connected. Um, so, yeah. Well, lately, there's been an uprise in um, Christian sororities, you know, Christian Greek mm. sororities. Mm-hmm. So what do you mm-hmm. say to those? I did look on one on, on a website, but I, I couldn't find anything. It was a secret, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So like that, same I mean, thing? That, that's already like problematic, you know, like, I don't know. It's just so it's already starting off on the wrong foot for that, for, for what you just shared with the secrecy thing. Um, I just really don't find any instruction in, in scripture or any principle that we can really call upon to support, you know, something that is cloaked in, in secrecy like that, that we as Christians should be partake, part, participating in, um, you know, this, this, this air of, of, of darkness and, um, you know, kind of ex- excluding, information from people or hiding information from people um, and revealing it to them only as they come along is is um is very uh it can be deceptive and it can really um i think just lead to a a situation where somebody doesn't really know what they've signed up for Mm -hmm. um until it's too late Mm -hmm. and um, so that's why when it comes to christian fraternities and christian sororities you know i really would suggest for people just to based on what we just talked about um put it side by side with the Bible, right. And really understand like, like, why does it have to be a, a fraternity or, or a sorority? Like, like, what is it, what is it actually doing? Like, is it just a group of people who are coming together and, and mm-hmm. serving and, you know, loving and, you know, um, doing exciting projects together? Like that sounds cool. Right. But like, if there's more to the puzzle, if there's more to the pizza pie, like if there's, if there's more things there, right. That like you mentioned the secrecy thing, like you mentioned, if you get into it and you start researching it and you're just like, this really feels off then I'm going to encourage you to trust the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, I don't want to be that rule of thumb for anybody who's considering it. Because I, 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 I didn't look to anybody else. Like as I was going through, I, I, fail, I failed to mention that. As I was going through my process of kind of understanding what God was telling me about my involvement, um, I didn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't go um, tell anybody I was going through this or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't tell a person. Because I really wanted it to only be the Lord that was instructing me and really guiding that decision that I was ultimately going to make, mm-hmm. uh, whether I was going to stay or I was going to leave. Mm-hmm. I didn't want any other voices to conflict or to interfere with the message that the Lord was going to give to me. Um, and I believe that people should approach their process, their, 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 their understanding and their study the same way. Mm-hmm. I think that if you want to go out there and of course, listen to this podcast, which you should um, <laughs> listen to this podcast, but um, live truth. Um, but if you want to go out there and, 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 and do other research, I think that it's, it's just important really to be set in what the Lord is speaking to you, right? right? Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. 
And then after he speaks, after he confirms, then, you know, you can see um, other things that are out there that may like give some uh, a greater light to what you were um, studying or even present a different perspective that could be helpful for you as you're kind of wrestling with some other the finer points. But um, I really think that the God should just speak to you. So in terms of the Christian fraternities and sororities, what is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's in line with the Bible, then it's going to be what God wants for you. If it's not in line with the Bible, like we just talked about, then you know what you need to do. Um, so. Amen. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that, you know, if, if, you know, someone hears this right now and they're part of the, these organizations, if they automatically, you know, shut the idea down to even, you know, be open to praying about it, would you say that they pretty much built up, built an idol at that point? You know, if they're not even willing or open to researching and, you know, comparing scripture. Right. Oh, yeah. A man. I mean, there's a quote that, that says a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Right. And so if you already if you're already convinced that you want to go in this direction, then, you know, like that's that's your that's your choice that you're making. Right. And, and, and the Bible presents it before us very clearly. I mean, choose this day whom you will serve, whether, whether it be, you know, God or man, like you have to, we have to make a choice when it comes to that crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody is already, you know, convinced that this is what they want to do, and they're refusing to pray about it because they're worried about what God is going to say, right? <laughs> or, or the conviction that God's going to bring. Um, and that's that person's decision. I do think that it does. The, the, a lot of these organizations do can easily lead to idolatry, right? Whether it's idolizing this organization, idolizing self, idolizing, you know, um, the um, kind of the, the air of exclusivity, like whatever it is, um, it can lead to a lot of idolatry, but just like other things can lead to idolatry too. Like, I'm not just saying that these organizations are the only way you can you know, set up idols, but it can lead to that, right? Um, and there are certain, you know, images and, um, you know, um, uh, I guess, historical, you know, monuments that are also lifted up in that in each organization. So you have to be, you know, kind of look into that for yourself. There's a lot that we could talk about, but yeah, it, it, I mean, if somebody is closing the door on praying um, or just asking the Lord, like, what is your will? Then, I mean, you're going to do what you want to do. Right. But if you really want God to lead you, right. If you really want him to be directing every single decision of your life, then you're going to surrender this decision, mm-hmm. right? You're going to say, Lord, I don't want to do something that would dishonor you. Right, right. I don't want to put myself in a position where I could possibly compromise mm-hmm. on my faith. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what to do in the situation. I heard what Brandon was talking about on this podcast, but I just need you to speak to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that is the moment of true surrender, Amen. right? That's the moment where we truly say, you know, with, like we were just talking about earlier, denying self mm-hmm. and truly allowing for God to speak to you and for you to hopefully hear what he's saying. So, Amen. Amen. A lot of good stuff. Um, so like with, with a lot of the bonding and the jokes and just the brotherly love and, you know, this, just the inside outside draw, you know, to these sororities that one may feel, you know, and they may feel like they're missing out, you know, mm-hmm. how would you speak to that person? That's, that's um, like they're not included and they want to be included or maybe even yeah. wanting a sense of identity from these organizations. Yeah. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot that I would say, cause I, I feel like I was once in that, in that place mm-hmm. and I would tell them to, um, to really acknowledge that what you're feeling is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, that these things were created to, to, invoke to to evoke that that feeling inside of you so that you do have the desire to want to join and want to become a part um, of these organizations um so know that what you're feeling is normal but also know that um for me it was that that god has already created a, a space for where that where those familial brotherly or sisterly connections can take place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um he's already giving us you know the instructions of how to have that, you know, in the body of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. What we're supposed to take part in as a body, what, how we should be serving and loving and really giving of ourselves um, and creating a, a beautiful family here on this earth. 
um, a family of believers, um, people who are encouraged, people who are um, on fire for the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there's, there's so much um, better out there um, if we just stick to what God has already given us. Um, and I think that if we seek to find a community at a local church or, you know, a small group that we can really get plugged into, um, for me, that's really what, you know, what saved me at that time in my life. I mean, I was going through a really dark time uh, where I was struggling as I was making this decision to leave this organization and feeling like I was ripping myself away from a lot of the, the men that I had, you know, become to, to look up to, had, had, had sought for advice on different things, had, you know, really appreciated the relationship, relationship and friendship that I had with them. And it was a really difficult time. Um, but it was the same time that I really got plugged into a group of men, um, at a church that I was, that was not too far from my home in, in New York at the time and, um, got plugged into that group of men and man, they just loved on me. You know, they just really, uh, ministered to me and God really used them at that time in my life to create a community of men that I still talk to, you know, today, um, to be able to support me during that time. And all the other garbage that I was going through at that time in my life. I mean, these, like God really blessed me with a community. Um, I believe that he'll do the same thing for that person too. A person who's genuinely out there seeking community, seeking to have an uplifting environment where they can grow, where they can, you know, learn, where they can be challenged, where they can be prayed for and pray for others. Um, I know God will answer that because he did it for me. So. Amen. Amen. Anything to spur us on towards holiness. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And indeed, amen, amen to that. Yeah. So what do you say yeah. to believers that what may make the argument that, you know, well, I, I can be a light in the organization, you know, I can be a good mm. for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> my wife and I always talk about this when we're talking about, when we're talking about relationships with people, we tell them that um, missionary dating should never be a thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, you should never be on a mission to date somebody in the hopes that eventually they'll commit their lives to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. Um, what, ha- what actually does end up happening is that the person who was in the faith begins to drift outside the faith. Um, and, uh, you know, one of my friends, he, he gives this metaphor when he's talking about this element of, 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 of unequally yoked and light and darkness, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He says, if imagine somebody standing on top of a chair and somebody standing next to them. And they're, t- and they're both holding hands. Now, which one is easier? Is it easier for the person on the chair to pull up the person who's standing on the ground? Or is it easier for the person who's standing on the ground to pull down the person who's standing on the chair? And that, was a, that, that shines a perfect light to this question, right? Of what can actually happen when you're saying, no, I can be a light here. I, I know the power of influence. I know the power of peer pressure, right? And it's very strong. When you're in an environment of, you know, surrounded by a, a group of other, you know, 15 other men or women or whoever, and they're partaking in something. And that pull, that, 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 that um, desire to want to do whatever that activity is, mm-hmm. is going to be very strong and very hard to turn away from. So I know the power of peer pressure. And mm-hmm. so what I would say to that person is just that um, God has done a wonderful work uh, through you know, the testimony that he gave me from coming out of this organization, from coming out of this organization. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many people I've heard from through email, through text messages, through Instagram, through a whole bunch of other platforms that have somehow found their way to that first video that I, that my wife and I did some years ago. And I've said, this saved me from making a decision to go, you know, into this organization or this saved me, this actually encouraged me to come out of the organization that I was in, right? Like God has done a, a missionary work for me. I, I, I can't, I can't take any claim for it, right? Because it's really been the work of the Lord to use that testimony that he told my wife and I to record and to film many years ago. And it's called so many people outside, out of these organizations. Um, and so I, do, I would just say that the, the work that God is going to do is much greater when you are in the path that he wants you to be in. Um, and so for you to think that you can be part of this organization and, and when people, I mean, sure, yes, you can begin to have Bible studies with people that are in this organization, but ultimately what example are you setting as a Christian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To align yourself with something that, you know, is contrary to the word of God, right. Mm-hmm. From your study, but still to align yourself with that. It doesn't, 
it, you know, to, to, to pledge yourself to that is really, is really the root cause, right? To pledge yourself to that is really problematic uh, from, from my study of the Bible. So um, that's what I would say. Uh, I think that, you know, you should follow the, the will of the Lord. Um, if he's leading you out of the organization, then to, to follow his will and then allow that testimony to really speak to other people who are, who are in it. So. Amen. And, you know, the scripture that came to mind when you were talking about, you know, pulling up and pulling down, um, mm-hmm. bad company corrupts good morals. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even with the Bible study, if you're properly teaching God's word, you know, explaining the full counsel of God, at some point, your actions are going to contradict what you're teaching. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's I mean, right. So- That's right. Yeah. So you have to really be honest with yourself and say that, you know, sometimes we can use that as a crutch to say, no, I can be, you know, I'm just relating it to dating because it's such an easy analogy. Like, oh, I can, I can study with this person. They're, they're cool. They can, they'll, they'll come along eventually. But ultimately what you end up finding is that you're slowly, slowly drifting down that path, which is not a good path to, to be heading down um, away, you know, from the, the roots of your faith. So, you know, I would definitely suggest for folks to really think carefully about thinking that they can um, go in and save. I mean, I heard people, I had people tell me that as well after I left that, you know, you could do so much work in changing the organization um, from the inside out. And, and what I had to say and, and come to come to grips with was that um, that would be just tearing down the entire thing. It's the whole institution. It's not the people. It's right. the whole, it's the whole institution, right. From, from the roots of, of why the organization was founded and, and, and what it, and what processes were put in place, what um, initiation processes and all the other things and, all the other tenants of the organization that were put in place to become the organization that it is today, I'm better off just leaving, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, so, um, but you know, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. Hey man, Brandon, I have thoroughly enjoyed this full of God's word and your explanations. And just, I, I pray that it has blessed the listeners as well and Thank really you. given more clarity as to why, we don't have to link ourselves with these organizations. We we with the best one possible, you know. And <laughs> not the Amen. best identity that could ever exist, you know. Yes. What, what, yeah. Come on now. Something that fallen man has put together. You oh know? man, you're preaching oh, now. Come on. The Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. <laughs> Listen. Amen. Amen Ooh. to that. Yes. Amen. Yes, ma'am. So, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you again. So God's so. That's good. Amen. If you will, will you share the um, the gospel with our listeners in case there's someone that may have not come to faith in Christ and just to encourage um, those that may be saved and then let them know how they can connect with you and tell mm-hmm. us about your ministry. Yes, sure. Sure thing. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to come on here and to share a little piece of what God has been doing in my life. Um, you know, God um, has called me truly out of uh, darkness in a lot of ways, not just fraternities, pornography, um, you know, addiction to drugs. I mean, a whole host of things that God has called me out of and um, really continue to do a work on my mind, even to this day. And God desires to do that for every single person that is listening right to this very podcast. I mean, God, you know, he, he knows that he knows the numbers of the hair on our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows what our, our thoughts are. He knows just so much about our lives and he has such an intense longing love for us and wants us to seek after him. So, you know, if I were speaking to anybody out there, who's questioning faith, questioning what it means to follow after God. Um, I would say that if you give God a chance, if you allow him to come into your life, if you pray this prayer and say, Lord, I want to know you for who you are. I want to know what your plan is for my life. I want to know, you know, how you desire for me to relate to other people around me. I know that God will answer that prayer because he did it for me, right? I know that God will lead you to a community where you can grow a community where you can serve, a community where you can find belonging. Like I've been, I've been on a, I was on a journey for many years trying to find, you know, um, what God had for me, right? Wanting to belong to, to something that was meaningful, right? And God finally showed me that, Brandon, I've already created it in the family of God, Amen. right? All you have to do is seek after me, turn to me, right? And I'll lead you. I'll lead you step by step. And I love the, the picture that I have of, you know, taking up, um, my cross and following in the footsteps of Christ. Um, I won't say that it's easy to anyone. I won't tell them that it's a, uh, it's an, it's, it's been a, uh, a smooth sailing past. Like what has it been eight years now, almost since I stepped out of the organization and um, started realizing a lot of the changes in my life. Um, but God, but through it all, God has been good. Amen. Right. 
in the life of a Christian, there's no promise of easy roads or, you know, I'm sure you can testify to it too, right? There's no promise of <laughs> easy, easy years and sitting back, kicking up, you know, kicking your feet up and that sort of thing. Um, but the, but the, the, the blessing of it all is that through the trials, mm-hmm. through the fire, through the storms, to have a hand that is constantly there to lead you and to guide you, to say, no, Brandon, <laughs> this is the way, right? Um, that is the blessing of what it means to me to, to fall after the Lord and to, to know that he um, desires his best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, my ministry, uh, my wife and I, we have been on YouTube for several years, um, probably since uh, 20, early 2014. So, oh, yeah, about, about eight years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, sharing, you know, God's word about relationships. And we've been encouraging people throughout the different stages of our relationship journey. So from when we were in our early days of dating and courtship um, into our engagement time and into marriage and then now married with two kids. Um, it's been a little bit more difficult to film videos now, but, uh, but God has still been faithful, you know, and has allowed us to really do a work that I think is, um, uh, that is directly in line with our testimonies and with how God has led in our lives. And, um, now we have the opportunity to work directly with couples. So now we work, um, we do coach couples who are considering marriage and wanting to venture down that pathway of engagement and into a lifelong matrimony with one another. So, um, we do premarital coaching now. Um, which is probably the most fun that I get to have at mm-hmm. all. I mean, I just, I love being able to walk with couples along that journey. So that is just such a special Amazing. opportunity that we have. Um, so that's, that's what we do. Um, if folks want to continue connect with us, you can visit us on YouTube at Worth the Wait, Brandon and Sharetta, because there's some people out there who now have you know, tried, to, tried to take our title a little bit. Um, so <laughs> Worth the Wait, Brandon and Sharetta Taylor, you'll find us on there. Or you can also visit us um, online at Love at Home Ministries. Um, the website is lahministries.com and you can uh, connect with us there. We'd love to talk with you and um, yeah, continue to share just how God has been moving and working in our lives. So thank you again so much for this opportunity to be on this wonderful podcast. Y'all should definitely continue <laughs> to subscribe, subscribe, give this podcast five stars, uh, Live Truth Podcast. You don't want to miss what they have going on over here. So um, thank you so much again for the opportunity. Oh, God bless you. To God be all the glory. Thank you again. And thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I pray that you were blessed, admonished, um, and just encouraged. And if you have any questions and would like to contact either one of us, please feel free. Um, And if you have made the best decision, which is to allow Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, and you've decided to repent and believe the gospel, please reach out to us so we can celebrate you and get you plugged into a good Bible teaching church. Otherwise, I love you and grace and peace. Amen.